Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're halfway through the NFC East, Wiz, and we are on to the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, as I said at the end of the last podcast, Wiz, I think, in my eyes, that the Eagles are the most improved team in this division uh, from, uh, from a football team perspective. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. And uh, it all really starts with Jalen Hurts becoming a more consistent passer and, and getting this team to a better place offensively. Listen, this is a, a crucial, crucial year for Jalen Hurts. The Eagles have two first-round picks, and if the Eagles don't accomplish and have the type of season that you want and expect, you can be guaranteed, rest assured, that the Eagles will be taking in a quarterback-laden star draft next year, a quarterback. So this is a kind of a real make-or-break year for Jalen Hurts. going to be the type of quarterback to lead Eagles where they want to go, which is not only making the playoffs, but winning a game or two in the playoffs. And when you look at their roster, man, you got, there's a lot to like about this team. But Jalen Hurts, um, he, in my opinion, is one of these guys that is a better fantasy quarterback than an NFL quarterback. I don't particularly love him as an NFL quarterback. But anytime you are able to add in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, it really uh, puts you in a top 10. Um, so while I prefer and trust some of the other guys, there's no question about when you add in the running stats and the things he could do, rushing the ball and rushing touchdowns, that puts him inside the top 10. How do you see it? Yeah, so Jalen Hurts uh, was a quarterback I did own in in one or two leagues last year. Uh, I I would say more than half the time I'd be turning to my partner by halftime saying, what the hell is going on here with this guy? Uh, And in the second half, uh, the leg show kind of started and he was able to bring teams back. and from a fantasy perspective, kind of like what we saw a bunch of years ago from Blake Bortles, he ended up being a highly, highly productive fantasy quarterback. Again, the legs were a big part of that. He only had 3,100 yards passing, uh, but he did have over 700 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. Uh, and when you look at that, that breaks down to 56 yards a game in terms of rushing. That's a, that's a huge stat for a quarterback. And no, he didn't have a lot of passing touchdowns, right? 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, but... He kept teams. He kept game. He kept the team in games with his legs a lot of time, um, and you know the, the the playmakers around them obviously are enhanced with the big trade that they pulled off on draft day. But I agree with you. It's a huge make or break season. Uh, the way I see it, Wiz, most most leagues because of you know the tr- because of both the trade and what Hurts brought to the table last year are going to be drafting Hurts uh, as a top ten quarterback. Um, there is some risk in that. You know, the funny thing is, Wiz, the, the one game that Gale, uh, Gardner Minshew started last year, uh, which was against the Jets, he had a higher passer rating than any game in Jalen Hurts' career in that one game. So uh, it, it would be interesting if something were to happen. First off, if something were to happen to Jalen Hurts, uh, I think it increase, immediately increases the value in, in some of the other playmakers, especially receiving the football, uh, because I think he'd be a little bit more consistent in the passing game. But uh, he's one of the more capable backups and, and maybe a strategy to employ if you're going with Hurts. Uh, easy to just back him up with Minshew uh, as a strategy. I, I think I, I would not knock anyone that attempted that, was. Yeah, and, and Carson Strong, who was drafted out of Nevada, I think in the seventh round, um, He's one, he, he may have been my favorite quarterback in this entire class. So um, he'll be quarterbacking for someone 
one of these days, um, I'm not sure when it will be for the Eagles, if it could be for the Eagles this year, but certainly with Minshew and Carson Strong, they're very, very solid with their number two and number three in that quarterback room. Now, now do, do you agree with me? Do, do, do you have Hurts as a top ten quarterback? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do because, uh, again, I'm not his biggest fan, um, but just because of the running, it, it pulled him into that category, so I, I do. But given the option of him and a few other guys, I just feel I have more trust in some of the other guys, but um, – Certainly, when you're analyzing the top ten, he's in there. Yeah, and, and you know, with, so 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 Nick Sirianni, the co- the head coach here, right? And this is going to lead into running yep. backs. This this was the most run happy team in the NFL last year. Yeah, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Miles Sanders. I really am not. He he's gotten you know he had tremendous fumbling issues at Penn State. Um, that hasn't really been a problem. But I have not been his biggest fan. I I, I just. I just don't think he's lived up to expectations. But I'm looking at his ADP, and I am stunned that he is barely ranked inside the top 30. There are five, seven running backs who are in split situations where they're going to be part of a committee that are ranked higher than him. I, you know, players like A.J. Dillon and Ramondre Stevenson and, and, and both Jacksonville running backs. I mean... I don't know. He's the lead guy on a team that wants to run the ball with a team that has one of the top five best offensive lines in football. Boston Scott's a good player. Kenneth Gainwell is a good player. I like Kennedy Brooks as well. That running back room is terrific. Uh, but Miles Sanders is leading the way. So I'm asking you, are you, are you surprised about where his average draft position is? And do you have an opinion if he's going to better it? Or do you think that's about right. So he's in a contract year. He had no touchdowns last year. He was hurt a lot last year. Uh, you know, even Jordan Howard inserted himself uh, into this running attack. It's an outstanding offensive line. I think we can agree with that. Uh, so I love the underappreciated uh, ranking of Miles Sanders. I'm not. I'm not exactly enamored with the player. You know, any any running back that comes off of the fact that he hasn't rush for a touchdown in, in a full season is kind of discouraging. Uh, but could he make a, you know, make an impact from a fantasy perspective this year? Things change. He stays on the field. You know, absolutely no question about it. You know, the one, the, here's the one consistent thing was two years ago, he averaged 5.3 yards a carry. And last year he, he did average five and a half yards per carry. You cannot ignore that uh, in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, a success in running the football. And as I said, this is a team with a solid offensive line. So I think from a value perspective, Miles Sanders is a very interesting choice at the running back position. I, I'm just completely stunned at his average draft position by multiple sources and multiple places, just analyzing and looking it over. And uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't, again, I'm not a fan of the player, but I, you have to keep your personal views uh, aside and, 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 and make logical and objective moves and things that you think are going to help you in the upcoming season. I just don't see how he's not inside the top 30 uh, at the position. But the other players are good players. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add about the running back? So we're going to move to receiver. No, I, I guess the one thing I would say is if, if Miles Sanders kind of didn't work out, got hurt, you know, you know, is this just a one of those dreaded you know two or three guys kind of chipping in? Yeah. Is, that's the way you see it, I'm assuming. That's what it is. That's what it's been. That's what it will be. 
They have good players. I mean, Boston Scott, when he's gotten his chance to play, he's a player. I mean, he makes plays out there. And Kevin Gainwell, he's not the type of guy that you give the ball inside the tackles to 15, 20 times a game. But he could be playing a J.D. McKissick type role. So I like that running back room. I'm just a little surprised uh, how low people are on Miles Sanders. Um, let's go to receivers where A.J. Brown is a player that I just absolutely love. Um, coming to this team that maybe wants to run the ball a little bit more, he's kind of used to that coming from the Titans. I don't necessarily have him inside my top 10 or 12 at the position, but certainly as, as a wide receiver too, somewhere around between 15 and 20, or maybe you know right around close to 15 at the position, which kind of puts Devontae Smith as a wide receiver two or wide receiver three, but both of them, I feel, are fantasy football starters in standard leagues. Certainly A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are starters in standard fantasy football leagues. Zach Pascal is a good receiver. I think he's going to help the Eagles more than he'll help fantasy football owners, unless there's an injury to one of the top two guys on the depth chart. But he's a good receiver. So A.J. Brown, wide receiver two, I could, I guess a case could be made that he's inside the top 12. Um, Devontae Smith, kind of like wide receiver three. And Zach Pascal is a good player, but I wouldn't draft him uh, as a fantasy football starters. How do you view Brown, Smith, and Pascal? Well, so general manager Howie Roseman has had a, a horrid time in trying to develop this wide receiving core. Passed on a lot of key players. Took wrong guys. J.J. Sega whiteside Jalen Rager. Uh, you know, Jalen Rager was part of an NFL meme thing uh, where people said he couldn't even catch a baby if it was dropping out of a burning building. Like it, Just things like that. So... He had to fix that, and he fixed that on draft day with the trade of of uh, for AJ Brown, and and obviously drafting the season before in Devontae Smith. And I agree with you on your take on Zach Pascal. So so in, it, it automatically it, it's been revamped. Uh, the question is is are, is is a player like AJ Brown as talented as he is going to be over going to be able to overcome some of those shortcomings in the passing game that Jalen Hurts has, or is Jalen Hurts going to take that step up and become a more efficient quarterback uh, and not impact the fantasy rankings like a player like A.J. Brown. That really is the way most fantasy people see that this year. So um, I love A.J. Brown as well, but I do think, you know, coming into the season, you know, where you where you ranked him and where you ranked Smith is, is correct. Uh, but perhaps we get surprised on the upside uh, because right now they are definitely taking a hit because of Jalen Hurts' inefficiency. Well, the reason why I don't have A.J. Brown inside my top 12 and the difference between where he is now and where he was with the Titans is with the Titans, he was on a running team, and, and their first thing to do was run the ball with Derrick Henry, obviously, and then everything else off that was to A.J. Brown. The issue with the Eagles is they want to run the ball. They don't have, I feel, an elite passer where they're going to be throwing all over the park. But most importantly, they have a tight end in Dallas Goddard who will consume a lot of passes, a lot of targets. So while Goddard is a terrific player, I think that prevents – in my view, A.J. Brown from being wide receiver one and Devontae Smith from being wide receiver two. But Dallas Goddard is in that block of tight ends that I keep talking about between seven and 15, rock solid, um, just a good player. And uh, 
he'll put up good fantasy uh, season year after year out. And uh, I like the player. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think that if somebody wanted to put him inside the top 12, I'm okay with that. If someone had just had him outside the top 12, I could see that as well. Uh, I think a debate could be made that he's uh, a tight end one in in terms of top 12. How do you view Goddard? Yeah, uh, Goddard's top top 12 tight end for me. Uh, athletic guy. Um, I think if he can stay healthy, uh, I, to me, he's a no-brainer. Uh, number one tight end, top 12 tight end, that's what I would say. Yeah, and I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that. He was, he was, he was. Um, he's just, a, he's just a solid player, and the advantage that he has over AJ Brown is, you know, he's got some time playing with him, so uh, that connection um, is is more familiar. Uh, I'm amazed how good of a season uh, Jake Elliott had last year for the Eagles. I mean. Um, He's a he's a tight end. If I just I mean a kicker that if you just didn't look up the stats, you would think ah nobody that you should really draft. But on a better offense um, with a team that you figures to be in the red zone more than they've been in the past, um, I'm kind of liking Jake Elliott as a kicker that you could draft inside the top twelve. I mean, you know, listen, he only attempted three fifty-yard field goals last year. He made all three of them, ten for thirteen. Uh, from 40 to 49, uh, just a very good season. So, Jake Elliott on a better offense, um, you have an issue with him being a top 12 kicker drafted? No, I think he's an excellent sleeper candidate at the kicker position. I think I think in most uh, fantasy rankings, uh, a kicker that's being overlooked. And I agree. I, I think that's worded perfectly. I, I do. I mean, I would have, if I didn't really like delve into it, I wouldn't have really considered him, but I'm looking at it and, uh, you know, considering the offense and, and the fact that uh, the, the coach is going to have more confidence after making all of his field goals from 50 yards last year to send them out for those 50 yard plus this year. I'm liking Jake Elliott as well. Is there anything you wanted to add about the Eagles defense? Because I will not be drafting them uh, as one of my starting defenses in any league do you see it differently no i see it differently i think the eagles could surprise everybody and and be one of the better defenses in the league i think the addition of uh bradbury a kazir white i think drafting brandon davis we'll see how he evolves as a rookie but guys like fletcher cox and brandon graham were hurt all last year they brought in hassan riddick as well who can rush the quarterback uh, again, kind of like the kicker, I think a sleeper defense coming into this season. I know our friend Pat Leno loves the Eagle defense. I could see him wrapping his arms around this defense this season, Wiz. Very interesting. Okay. I mean, we have a, a little bit of, of a different view. I mean, I certainly wouldn't discount them. I, to me, they're more of a streaming defense, but you're saying kind of more of a defense that you would draft and be confidently starting them on a week-in, week-out basis. So, We'll have to see about that, but uh, we're on to the last team, the Washington Commanders in the NFC East. Yep, and Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Again, make sure you're subscribing. We're doing each and every team in the league. We did the whole AFC. We're almost done with the NFC East, and uh, more to come, Wiz. So great job, and uh, see you on the other side with the Washington Commanders. You got it. <laughs>